0: Hey, it's good to see you again the show is about to begin all settled all right then here we go this, this is the inspired word cafe, cafe live. live i'm shimshan Badia, they them
1: and i'm M. mcmillan he they
0: we host your monthly podcast of poetry prose and all the flavorful goodness of the written word shining our coffeehouse spotlight and writers whose words have inspired us
1: which will be dropping at the end of the month so stay tuned for our next featured writer
0: But today we've got something unhackneyed for you.
1: That's right. Today we've got some great words fresh off from the stage, toasted up just for your headphones.
0: Today's performances were recorded on March 4th, 2021 for Inspired Word Cafe's March 2021 Open Slam. What you're about to hear are some of our favorite moments from the event selected to fit into this podcast.
1: And if you'd like to watch the whole live event, feel free to watch the video recording in its entirety on our website at inspiredwordcafe.com.
0: A note before we get started: This content was recorded live and has not been censored for sensitive content. Listener discretion is advised. Now, let's get started. Here's Cole Mash, he/him, who hosted our March 2021 Open Slam. Take it away, Cole. Oh,
2: thank you. Um, this is this is Aaron and I's first show since uh, since having little Heath over there. Um so I I, I but I, I feel I feel fairly showered and um fairly slept and, and you know that's the structure's a little loose here. Okay. Um let, let's let's get to some poetry here. Maybe that's what people might like to hear. Uh so so first up to the mic, uh inspired word cafe's own puppet master, the giant wizard head behind the curtain herself. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Scott feet period heat mash let's have a round of applause everybody
3: okay everyone it's so nice to be back i have just one poem to share with everybody tonight and i actually wanted to share this poem um, because of a poem it must have been at that december open mic that Shimshon sean um, shared a bit of writing about um, life as somebody who is um, not neurotypical and Uh, I don't often write about um, my own relationship to that, but I've been recently working on writing that has to do with looking at self instead of always forever writing about my children and my partner and my poor mother who also happens to be upstairs right now. Um, So today instead, here's a poem that's very early stage, new, just like Heath, uh, but ready to maybe come and meet everybody. So this poem is called... Threats to self-perception. It is our policy to have everyone wear a mask. It is policy to be masked. Masking is policy. Here, we all wear masks to threaten our self-perception and appear neurotypical. It is typical to avoid fixating on things you cannot control, like wearing a mask in public. For the public health and wellness of our public, we are masked by choice. Choose life and each other. Masking is policy here. So please care about others by wearing your mask. When in close proximity to others, so close you can smell their perfume of sage and oleander, or hear their fight over the phone about who was supposed to pick up the kids from school who do not have to wear masks yet. (laughs) Touch the door handle, touch the door handle, press the open button, open the door, wear your mask, wear the mask you are given, smile under the mask, ask for a mask, be okay wearing a mask before the pandemic, but like, not a real mask, you know? One of those masks you wear to pretend to everyone you are processing normally, typically, ably, you are ably so and capable and competent and when the sounds crash against your skull, your ears ringing with the refrigerator hum, the replacements over the record player speakers, the time of the clock ticking forward, did you remember to brush your teeth this morning? How uncomfortable it is to be under the intense pressure of the shower head and so showering is avoided until it is noticeable and you want to be yeast free but you are not there yet in your life. Wear the mask, keep the mask in your bag just in case. Please put on your mask. The mask is policy, policy of masking for self-protection, but mainly the protection of others who do not recognize your mask as their own. Thank you.
2: I love that poem. It was like, it it had a bit of a like Gertrude Stein kind of thing going on, like a Gertrude Stein in the pandemic kind of thing going on. She would have had a field day with the pandemic, I bet. First up for the prize of books in the March 4th slam is? Travis Andrews. (laughs) Woohoo, Travis! Yeah, woohoo, Travis!
4: (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna go. How much self-loathing is normal? I'll wait. Prostrate, and maybe it abates, but happiness in me seem more like a dog in a car chase. I thought I caught it once, but it was just exhaust in the face, lost and disgraced. How much negative self-talk is normal per week? If someone spoke to my friends like this, they wouldn't leave in one piece. But I guess it's fine when it's me. I should know how to act to a degree. So that makes the snaps and snarls perfectly fine to receive. So apparently some part of me believes I should know better. I should do, act, and think better. I should have this inner voice clapped in fetters, pushed down and tangled in its own ripped pink sweater. But I digress. And you see how it circles like that. You fuck up and you beat yourself up. So then you feel this level of guilt for how much you're beating yourself up. So you get mad at yourself for that. A never ending cycle of a carousel that I put the quarter into myself and happily jumped up onto some kind of plastic animal. Probably a donkey. I wonder if it's one of those questions a lot more people ask than I realize. People steeped in their lives, hesitant, questioning, the people all around them, all legal ties meets evil eyes. I think a lot more people question if they're happy than we're willing to believe. I think a lot more people have that quiet moment in the dark, looking at their bedroom ceiling, when all is quiet save for breathing, that inner sigh and a mild reeling, in a silence that seems to amplify, one wonders, is this what I wanted? That moment always seems to stretch, a vague melancholy and despondence. And I'm very curious how long people will spend in that moment on average. A certain amount surely shrug it off and continue their journeys into sweet, sleep's sweet grasp. But the others, how many are there, these others? Half a life ago, I began to have these moments with my ceiling. Late at night, the darkened room simultaneously telling me I'm right and wrong for what I'm feeling. And I thought it was an argument. I would slowly learn to win as I got older, but I have to say that hope has grown thin. Began to molder like embers that no longer smolder. And sometimes I stay up too late, listening to music far too loud. And the sound of people's souls from halfway across the world causes me to reel and my head to bow. It is a riot against the loss of time. I want to live and I want to create. I want to be who my heart screams I am inside in harmony, rhythm, and rhyme. I want to find every single person who feels the way I do. Take their hand in mine and we will glow so brightly sublime. And I want to scream, please let me become the man that I imagine. Will I ever have enough time? Will I ever affect anyone in a positive way? Will I ever successfully take this burning in my chest and turn it into something that will cause other people to lift their heads from their forearms? And by this time, it's about 3 a.m. I've managed to talk myself into an exhausted day of work and I will spend the subsequent 24 hours being even more of a grumbling jackass than usual. So I stumble home and those headphones find my ears once more and I ask myself, how much self-loathing is normal? And if you figure it out, please let me know. Thank you. Uh, so ne- next up to the mic,
2: uh, this person's definitely slammed before, almost everyone in this group has, so, so I'm just gonna keep rolling things through. Um, but let's, let's have a warm IWC welcome for Stephanie Thorson.
5: Blank walls and depression's veil. White walls and blank pages are Rorschach tests. The floaters in my deteriorating eyes bounce. Blurry shadows momentarily monstrous. White is emergency room cots, operating room ceilings, cold public bathroom tile, drywall I'm slammed against, a slippery path in the woods. Blank is alarmingly empty cupboards. A test I forgot to study for. The months I can't remember. The post-mortem gaze lacking soul. White walls and blank pages are haunting. Give me a splash of any pigment. Scribble nonsense. Don't leave me to fill in the blanks. I can't be trusted with white space. My memories paint it red. Wired wrong with neurotransmitters running amok. Perception shifts drastically painting experiences. The ups feel too shiny to be authentic. Each sensation a revelation to behold with wide-eyed wonder of a toddler or the mind-bending high of a tweaker. When a depressive, depressive episode hits, the crash is dismissed as contrast. Sunshine radiating from my skin evaporates, grayscale heavy. Reality is a damp weighted blanket. The beauty is sucked out of every detail, as if it was only an illusion ima- imagined by my mania. Rare are the days where I comprehend both polarities are veils I wear, tinted glasses, rose and black, Midas and Sadam alternating. Truth is mostly in the middle. The mornings where I wake up draped in darkness. It seems as though those smiling have been fooled. And I see the painful verity of existence as sugar turns to ash in my mouth.
2: Yeah, Stephanie, that poem was so great. Okay, moving on in the slam here. Next up to the slam, keep things moving on. We have... Natalie, up to the mic. Let's have an IWC round of of welcome, applaud, warm to
6: the mic. Hi, I'd just like to say thanks again to IWC for having me out because it's always a lot of fun. Um, This is a new one I wrote. It's called Post-it Notes Under Greenwich Village. Give me something to come back to yellow roses behind glass since the day you moved in, a wooden bed frame with dents like crescent moons and carpet burn, I've thicker skin than when I left. New places are never bigger or better at first, only different. I stand on my tiptoes over the kitchen sink out of habit as if two inches, nine letters could bring me closer to your language. It took less to fall beneath it less understanding and less light. These West Coast winters are being washed from my mother tongue and I cry out of habit. I've not felt anything else so deeply as to call my own. Virgin frost, just after midnight, how the concrete sidewalks tease like the stars, my kind of runway, I'll replay you like my favorite songs and snuff you out just the same. Callous. How the things that matter aren't always matter, but they always come with the fear of misplacing them. My stubbornness and exclamation points, my security, your greatest impulse. So I sat with the sticks and stones and fashioned them into a body I could leverage like crushed velvet, soft celebrations, more sheath than bone. I catch constellations only in fragments worry to sometimes fall asleep with one hand to my beating heart, I end in every crevice, every watered-down version of myself. Happy enough, asking for enough, an emerald green sofa, things I am manifesting into truth. I've not scaled enough mountain peaks to write theirs, and when was I conditioned to think this made me any less? Magnitude is relative, I could fill a subway tunnel with my 3 a.m. insomnia and derelict traditions. We are like pop punk bands and suburbia and how despite it all, my energy returns to you. I see all your colors if only when we fall out of rhythm, a price to pay for wanting to make a home. Thank you.
2: I was kind of saying to Aaron, you're so, so subtle. You, you don't oversell things and you really, you, you're, you have this kind of like quietness and, and but powerful kind of aspect to your work and I just, it's, it's nice, you know, sometimes sometimes slam poets are always yelling in your face and, and there's great yelling in your face poems. I do some yelling in your face poems, but I, I, I love your style, Natalie. Thank you. Uh, Okay, so we're going to get to our next slammer. We're going to move on. We're going to move on to an IWC alum, uh, one of the co-producers of the IWC podcast, doing a lot behind the scenes for Inspired Word Cafe. Let's have a huge IWC welcome
1: for M McMillan. Um, This piece is called, it's a newer one, and it's called Alien Girl. In the late hours of my mind, I think about the alien girl. Born in the recesses of 1994, to lands flatter than the back of her hand, she would lay down in the prairie grass and see the curve of the earth, the planet she was told she was from. Cheek in the dirt, her alien eyes would blink, seeing all six legs of the ant digging a hole. Her hair grew long, neither brown nor blonde, each long strand reaching out like wispy fingers, grabbing, grabbing, kneading. She tied them back with thicker string, tied with alien fingers that pet the backs of baby frogs, their little hearts beating in the palm of her hand, and she sat with a stillness before the wind, a stillness reserved for the back of the room, watching out the car window, waiting for the family to eat their dinner, reserved for staring at herself in the mirror, Examining every freckle and eyelash, cataloging every curve and tooth. This is mine, this is mine, she thinks. This is yours, this is yours, she is told. Yet she does not recognize herself when she walks by her thoughts. This smile is supposed to belong to her, but it is a stranger's smile she sees. Uneasily, she cuts her hair off, tangled knots clinging to people she doesn't remember and they curl inwards on themselves, strands stroking her cheeks instead, cheeks red when the other humans scream BOY at her, as if a t-shirt is a crime against girlhood. Girlhood, a cloak removed, when she walked through her bedroom door, her alien body free from its wrappings until the next morning. Her legs grew longer, her hips grew wider, skin stretching over bone to fit a dress she never wanted to wear. It scratched at her neck and cinched at her waist. You'll grow into it, you'll grow into it, the alien girl was told, but she knew her body was not of human make, a mistake that only she could correct. But that stillness returned and bubbled under petticoat layers, sticky and thick, it held her quick and tight. Like the tendrils of her hair, it held on, a vice of silence and compliance under tool. Still, it could not reach that place in her mind where lifted words from story pages flew. There she would scream and dance naked in the sun, fly over mountains, and eat chocolate off of the trees. Her alien knees scraped and bruised with dreams. And the years became longer, and her hair grew shorter, and she wore skirts less and less. Slowly, she peeled away layer after layer of tulle and petticoat, revealing her alien skin underneath to the blazing sun, edges curling in the warmth, until the she turned to they, and the they turned to he. He still lies in the grass sometimes, thinking about the planet he's supposed to be from. Supposed to be from. I'll go home soon, he thinks. I'll go home soon, I think. Thank you.
2: Yeah, wow, so good. The, the, the chat's loving it. Let's let's, let's have another uh, another canned round of applause for, for M McMillan, please. Thanks City of Kelowna and FCCS for all your generous support. Thanks to the volunteers and the audience, the audience especially. The, thanks everyone for coming out tonight, supporting IWC as always. Be gentle with yourself so you can be gentle with someone else.
0: That's all for this time. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back in a few weeks with Kurt Slauson, he, him, who will be reading from his new poetry collection, Ghost Atlas, recently released by Runamuck Books. And trust me, you won't want to miss this and a few more live special episodes like this to come. The podcast is made by...
1: And McMillan, he, they.
0: And me, Shimshon Obedia, they, them.
1: And by Travis Andrews, he, him. Stephanie Thorson, she, her. Natalie Hoy, she, her. And Aaron Scott, she, her.
0: This podcast is a production of Inspired Word Cafe Society and is funded in part by the city of Kelowna.
1: The logo is by Shimshon Obedia and the theme music is by yours truly.
0: If you haven't had a chance yet, please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews really do help.
1: And if you really like this podcast, feel free to share it with a friend. That word-of-mouth thing works pretty well. I heard it from a friend of a friend.
0: We'd also like to take this moment to acknowledge that this podcast is made on the unceded traditional territory of the Seelix-Okanagan people, and, more importantly, that we are uninvited guests on this land. For more about the Okanagan Nation Alliance, please visit seelix.org. That's S-Y-I-L-X dot org.
1: And for more about the Inspired Word Café, please feel free to check out inspiredwordcafé.com and follow us at Inspired Word Café on all social media. Thanks
6: Thanks for stopping by by the café!